Hey listeners, I have another great episode for you. Uh, Just a heads up, this episode does have some content your children may not have heard before, so you may want to give it a listen before you share it with them. Thanks for listening. Hi there, this is the Whole Home Podcast. I'm here with Cheyenne, and we are going to play a few games and get to know her better while we do. And this first game, Cheyenne, is called My Favorite Things. And you messaged me some of your favorite things, but I don't know what they are. My daughters wrote them down on these papers, and then I'm going to describe them to you. And you say, oh, that's whatever it is. That's my favorite kind of donut. I have no idea. Whatever the categories are I gave you, okay? Okay. So let's see. Remember, oh, I don't know what this is. (laughs) I'm going to pass that one. Okay, this is something that comes out of your throat, a sound, a sound. Um, oh, singing? Not singing. Uh, it starts with the same letter that violin starts with. Uh, vocal? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Well, what's what's that your favorite favorite what? Vocal lesson? Voice. Yeah, yeah voice. <laughs> what is that your favorite of? Um, it's my favorite instrument. I think. Okay. Uh, okay, this I think of, there's a cartoon with like, well, they call him the devil and oh, it's an Tanzania. Animal. Yeah, what's that? It's a country over in Africa, one that I really want to visit. So I think it, it was favorite country that you want to visit or something okay. like that. Uh, this is something you do with your body while you're moving and you use all of your body. Dancing. Dancing. It's your favorite. It's my favorite thing to do. I don't remember what the question was, but. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that, I don't know. Okay, this uh, is two words and... I don't know what this is referring to, so hopefully you'll help me out. Okay, two words, and they start with the letter. Wow, Laura, you can do this. <laughs> two words. Okay, not low, but high. Uh huh. Oh yeah, how high? <laughs> What's that? Um, it's a movie. It's a. It's my. I said it's my favorite movie. If you weren't a pothead in another, in another life, you wouldn't <laughs> understand it. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is funny. Okay, well, I, there's nothing for me to say here because apparently you don't like this category. What is your favorite animal, Cheyenne? Oh, I don't do animals. I don't like them very much. <laughs> okay, um, this is white and yellow and you smell it and they're in the ground. They come up out of the oh, ground. Oh, yeah, dandelions. So they are my favorite flower. Oh, this is a celebration, balloons and cake. And oh, yeah, you get my one birthday. Every year. What's that? My favorite holiday. It's my <laughs> birthday. Um, this is something that happens all of a sudden, and you never know when it's oh, going to happen. Oh, yeah, spontaneous days. What's that? Um, the question was, what's your favorite like activity on the weekends? Mm-hmm. And so I love when I don't have anything planned, and I get to spend a full day surprising myself doing whatever. Woohoo! Uh, this is the color. Oop, I just said it was a color. What's your favorite color? Is that your favorite color? Yeah. Or is that something else? It's my most, it's the one I wear most frequently. So I just said, yeah, sure. It's my favorite by mode. That's a math word. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is, you eat this and it has delicious things in it. Oh, I'm terrible. I want to say the word that's in this so bad. (laughs) How could I not say the word? Well, you eat it after dinner. Hmm, it's not dessert. Well, yeah, you, you eat this for dessert. The third word is something you put in your coffee. And the first word, it's not cake, but it's... Ice cream? Mm-hmm. What was your favorite? Oh, yeah, my favorite ice cream flavor, cookies and cream. 
I kept wanting to say cookies. <laughs> okay, this is four words. There is a body part in it that your hands are attached to. If you're not scared, you're feeling very... Um, what? Up and arms? No, that's the same thing as scared. What? My hands are attached to... Arms, are, def <laughs> arms are definitely <laughs> part of it. And you're not scared in your arms. You are... Um, Oh, safe in his arm. We're totally cheating right yeah, now. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what is that? It's a song. It's my favorite song. Okay. And you're going to have to forgive me. I don't know what this is. Oh, mm, goodness. <laughs> I don't remember what it said the favorite of, but it's it's internet, like internet. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I don't remember what the question was, but I was just like. Uh, it's your favorite something. Yeah, favorite something. All right, this just makes me want to have it. Okay, three words. It is creamy. It's something that you drink. It's very good hot, but you can get it iced or in a frappuccino. Oh, yes, my favorite drink or beverage, I think the question was, and it's a white chocolate mocha. It was your favorite Starbucks drink, mm. a white chocolate mocha, and I get it both iced and hot depending upon the weather. I asked that so people can bring it to you. <laughs> ah, well, just so y'all know, it's the white chocolate mocha. I prefer it with oat milk. No whipped cream, please. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, good job. You finished that game. All right, second game that everyone plays, Alive in Five. You get five minutes to answer these questions. All right, what's the last thing you watched on TV? Um, oh, the Goosebumps series with Caleb. If you were going to write a book, what would it be about? It would be about me and about my crazy and wild stories of my life and what Jesus has done with them. Do you journal? I do journal, um, not as consistently, but I intentionally journal. Do you have a go-to karaoke song? I do not have a go-to karaoke song. I actually don't do karaoke that often. Do you have a hero? Um, my mom is my hero. What is a place in scripture encouraging to you? I really enjoy reading about Esther and um, what she did at the time to save um, the Jewish people. If I ran into you at a restaurant, where would you be? I'm going to leave a pause for the listeners to answer this answer, but it's going to be Applebee's. <laughs> I'm always there. I just came here from there. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. Is there any human that changed the course of your life? Yes. A cheat answer would be Jesus. But I also want to say I have a friend. Her name is Larisha. And the way that she, the way she speaks to me challenges me more than she even knows. Like, yeah, she has no idea that it's her. What was a recent problem you've solved? Uh, well, today at work, I um, got the green light for a curriculum change that I tried to get approved after presenting it multiple times. And so I would say that's the most recent problem that I solved. Well done. Uh, do you listen to any podcasts? I do. I listen to Whole Home Podcast. Mm -hmm. um, I also listen to Perry's and I started listening to this podcast. It's called uh, Christian Single Mothers. And so it's just talking about life as a Christian and single mom. Do you find the match for socks when you do your laundry? Ha ha ha. So we all have the same sock. Me and my <laughs> son, we have one one sock and it's all the same because <laughs> I don't do all of that. You just grab a sock out the bucket when you need a sock and we're just going to keep it moving. Yep. All right. Are you reading anything? Uh, well, the Bible. And I am currently reading a lot of math textbooks. I'm reading this other book. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, my boyfriend got it for me and it's been really nice. I'm really bad at memory. I'm so sorry. No worries. <laughs>
what did you eat at Applebee's? Um, I had spinach and artichoke dip and a chicken quesadilla. Is there anything people sometimes misunderstand about you? Um, yes, I'm sure, but I don't think I care enough to remember. <laughs> so, if you could become an expert in something, what would you choose to be? One in, I guess. I want to be like an amazing vocalist. I want to be a great like singer. That's been like a dream of mine, mm. but not one that would probably be a reality. But like, I would love to be an expert in that. Are you editing your home in any way? Any projects? I am currently moving furniture around in my home to make it more welcoming. I'm living in a pretty cramped space, and I thought that I didn't, I couldn't have people over, but I've recently came up with some ideas to be able to make it more inviting. So. I'm working on, like, getting my dining room area together to start welcoming people over for food. Wow. I want to come. <laughs> okay. Do you collect anything? Um, no. I'm a minimalist, so. What is something you're passionate about? Math. I'm very passionate about math and its uses, um, the way you find it in nature, and the way that uh, you can use it to solve so many things. I think it's a great gift that God has given to the world, and I see him in it all the time. If you had 10 times your budget, what would you spend it on? I would buy a big house, probably multiple big houses, and fill it with lots of people and take care of, like, everyone. I love being busy, but, like, busy, like, loving on people. I'm a very, like, tangible lover, Mm. so. Exact favorite spot in your home? My room. Um, <laughs> it's my safe haven. Uh, and also, I love my bathroom. I spend a lot of time in my bathroom. Mm-hmm. I, it's something I started doing when, I don't know, Caleb was small for, like, I don't know, mom-child reasons. And I just stuck to it. So I intentionally hang out in the bathroom, like, mm-hmm. pray in there, read in there, talk on the phone. Like, I'm just in there. What's your middle name? My middle name is Devon. Okay. Ding. All right. Cheyenne, you've been taking time to pause, reflect, and pray in order to have eyes to see what God is doing with you right now in this particular season of your life. But before we get to your garden and hear your testimony, let's get a lay of your land. And would you share what neighborhood you live in? Uh, Yeah, so I am in the West End currently, and I've been there since I moved down to Virginia nine years ago, uh, West End of Henrico, and I love it there. Um, I'm in the suburbs, and I'm going to stay out there as many times as people say, like, oh, move closer to the city, or everyone's moving down here. I'm like, that's nice. I'm going to stay here, though. (laughs) So, yeah. Who's in your household? Um, In my home, it's my son and I, and it's just us. We had a roommate who lived with us for about five or six years, but they moved out a couple years ago and purchased their own home. And so it's just been Caleb and me. How long have you been coming to Remnant and who invited you? I've been coming to Remnant for nine years. No one invited me. I was looking for an X29 network church. Well, more so just looking through churches on the Gospel Coalition website. And I visited like a different church every Sunday um, until I got to Remnant. And I love the fact that the preacher said the name Jesus like a bunch, a bunch of times. Like it was so normal Mm -hmm. and I loved it and so I just kept coming back. So what CG are you in now? I am in the Greens group with Rob and Christina Green. Okay so 
garden time. Are you planning anything? Are there any desires and dreams that you have? Um, so I really want a house, one that I'll make into a home, but that's something that I am really praying about and dreaming over. It's it's very intentional, like how I want to use that space. And I just want a space large enough where I can start having people over again. Like I, I sold my home during the pandemic. Mm. And even so it wasn't, you know, too huge, but it was large enough. And now my son and I are staying in an apartment. And so it's really difficult to like, I don't know, love on people in the same way. I love to cook. And so I want like a large kitchen. I, I wanted just... to ask you that if you cooked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love cooking. It's one of my love languages. I just want to feed everybody. I just <laughs> want everyone to come to my house and me feed them and they sit on my couch. I want like an open door policy. I don't know. I just really want to create a place where people feel safe. They know that like Jesus is there. So like that's something that I am planning for. Is this yeah. a vision you got from somewhere or um, how did it, you? It's something I always wanted. Um, I grew up in a house where we didn't have company often. I remember like not knowing why or hating that we just couldn't have company over more. And so since I started having my own spaces, I've always had people over. Mm-hmm. So um, I just want to continue that, but expand it in a in a bigger way, in a way that's with much more intent with um, growing like God's kingdom. Yeah. I don't know. I wrote down this weird question, but do you think of heaven at all when you think of this home space and invitation? Um, So no. Uh, Like since you said it like that, it's like, I mean, I guess sure. But uh, when I think of heaven, though, I mainly think about, I guess, yeah, I think about just being with Jesus, um, not being tired, not being in a place where sin exists or even memories of like sin. So I don't know. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I think about it like that. Maybe, maybe um, the opportunity to be uh, heaven on earth to someone mm-hmm. who may not have otherwise gotten to experience that. So how has home changed to you then? You said recently you started thinking about rearranging things. How did that come about? It came about with me Realizing, well, at first it started off with um, me taking a break from having to host as much and just really, really settle into like myself, learning some things about myself and going through a lot of like uh, healings and things that I needed to go through. And then it turned more into an excuse because God was just like, all right, Cheyenne, it's time and you playing like you're fine now. Like um, and I would just say like oh well I can't because of this and then he would move that out the way and I'm like oh well what about that (laughs) so it reached a point where I realized that I I can make it work there are people out there who make it work with less and so once I started the current job that I have I realized that I didn't need like my giant desk so I moved that out of the way and I opened up my dining room table, put the leaf back in it yeah. and um, started to like invite my neighbors over for coffee and just having just random people over the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to doing that more. My big thing is my current kitchen is small. Okay. And so I'm like, oh, I can't cook for all these people in this small kitchen. And I'm like, Cheyenne, you're just making up any excuse because a part of me really enjoy just the 
the quiet in my home a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's time for it to get loud again. <laughs> so you're talking about welcoming all kinds of people. Does that ever seem too broad or how do you see it in your mind? Like, how does it work? <laughs> so I actually see it like me having rules and I struggle with this a lot because it's something that, like I said, I thought about for like years and mm-hmm. in my uh, mid twenties, I decided that I would have to have rules where, hey, these are the rules for what it's like to come over. And if you break the rule, yes, I can forgive you, but also you can't come over anymore. And I had to do that just to uh, create boundaries and also as a way for God to let me know when it was time to uh, close off my home to like someone because I can be like, I'm very like, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. But also having to recognize that this is my home. This is where I lay my head. This is where my son lives, where he lays his head. And so keeping that environment safe is very, very important. Yeah. Is there anything else that um, you've been desiring? So I didn't know if I wanted to like talk about this, but um, I am desiring uh, marriage. And so I didn't want to talk about it because I'm like, oh, that's so cliche. You know, like you're a single woman. Of course you desire marriage. But it's it looks so different. I can't even I can't even like fully describe how different it looks. So um, I've wanted to be married since I was about 19. Okay. And I whew, I would just say that that what that looks like has changed so much. Um, my prayers around it has changed so much. And so now I'm at a point in my life where I feel like I am married. Like I feel like I'm married to God. Mm. And it is a, it's great. Like our marriage is going great. <laughs> and it's it's nice. Like I, it was something that I thought, I didn't think that I would get to experience what that was like to to live um, in that ministry. And then I think about what the scriptures say about what it looks like to be single and having the time to devote to Christ. Mm. So um, I feel like I get to live life as a married woman with the perfect husband currently. But, you know, I do, I guess I want to marry a man or whatever. Um, <laughs> but I um, I don't know, like, it, it, I'm not rushing at all. I went through phases for sure, especially when Caleb was younger. And I was just like, I want to be married and I want to like have more kids and as Caleb got older I was just like Lord you're putting more years in between like him and my next children Mm. but it's it's very different now now I think like I don't think about it like that when I think about a marriage more uh, more so now when I think about marriage I think about just the ministry that it is I know that it is something that takes time and energy. I recognize that the way that I get to spend time with God or even just my desires of like dreams with my careers or dreams with my home and like wanting to open up a home this way, you know, once I get married, I have to consider what my husband thinks and says and wants. And so it's like, oh, some days I'm like, God, I'm so happy that I'm married to you. (laughs) And then some days I'm like, yeah, but I guess being married to a guy would be cool too. So that's just kind of like what it, what it looks like. And I've been focusing a lot on just delighting myself with the Lord. Like that scripture, like Psalm 37, four, 
It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I used to think that, you know, if I just like loved God hard enough, then mm-hmm. like he would give me the things that I want. And then I learned that actually he gives me his heart and changes my desires to match his desires. And so as I delight myself in him just by belonging to him and allowing myself to do that, my heart is very full. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like I get all the things that I need. And it's important to me because I, I love surprises. (laughs) And because I never know anything, Mm -hmm. like I never know like what's going to happen next. I view it like God surprising me every day, every moment. And I find it to be delightful because I know that all things work together for my good because I love him. So it's it's great. It's great. Um, Right now I am I am dating someone and it's pretty intentional and so I don't I have no idea like what's going to come up, like what's going to come from that. I think that I think one of the pastors uh, was talking to me about it. And I had mentioned that like, oh, I was dating someone. And at the time he was in the um, open house mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, how long have you guys been dating? And I was just like, um, I told him how long, and then I said, but I'm not like all these other remnant people. I'm not about to just get married. <laughs> like, we chilling. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there. We're chilling. I like how things are going, and I'm enjoying taking my time. And I do feel like it's different because I do already have a child. Mm-hmm. And so if you marry him, then, like, you'll be married to him, and you won't be able to be single anymore. And that's something that I didn't know that I would miss, but lately I've been thinking about it and I'm like, wait, yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> so, um, Okay, there's one more thing you've got in this category. Do you want to share it? Uh, yes, I said that I am planning for an empty nest. So my son, he's turning 12 and like, no, I'm not like pushing him out the house or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it's a 13 gotta go <laughs> <laughs> no I would say I wish but like I don't yeah um when I first had my son I was not even pretend ready and I remember I used to count down the years so he turned 18 yeah and now I'm like wait like what's happening or oh it's too soon or I just realized like what a gift this is and what a joy it is so I am planning on getting my son ready for life outside of me, like yeah. life as an adult. The questions that I think about are like, you know, that I want him to get prepared for is how to make it through this life and world as a spiritual being living in a physical world that's not our home. Uh, what does that look like practically? And like, what tools should I equip him with? And how can I help him practice using these tools? How should he learn how to problem solve well and with Jesus? And when he's searching for his wife, like, what should that look like? Who should I have him around to, like, learn these things? And one thing that I really, really uh, pay attention to, or I, I, I should say one thing that I'm really grateful for, is the fact that I am in a community where although... We don't have a father living in the home. There are so many other men of God who has like really stepped in to like 
help raise my son. So Caleb has people who he can call to like ask questions to people who just, you know, will pick him up and just, you know, go hang out and spend time together. Mm. And so I really appreciate God for like showing himself, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when one of my big worries with me being single was, you know, my son not being able to have a dad in the home. Yeah. And he's just been blessing blessing us like so much like mm-hmm. in that area where i feel like like he has multiple dads so yeah. <laughs> so are you a long-term planner or these questions have been coming up is that normal for you or not um i used to be much more of a long-term planner and then i dialed back when like um guys started laughing at my plans <laughs> so <laughs> i um i think i have a really good balance between saying that like this would be nice and this would be nice and this would be nice Mm -hmm. but I also know that God whatever you say will be better so and it's not something that I'm afraid of so Mm -hmm. yeah has it been easy for you to involve others um like in Caleb's upbringing or is it something that you just had to like slowly let go of that was something that I slowly let go of um around a lot of different things and it's easier now but harder in a way Caleb's old enough to articulate and give his own like opinions and thoughts about things and so it's I mean I'm still his mother so I do have like the final say but I may be like oh like this would be really cool for you to like hang out with this person and and do this and he's like I don't know I don't really vibe with them Mm -hmm. and I'm like well learn to vibe with them because like (laughs) they're willing and so on and so forth and he was like no just find someone else (laughs) so I'm like okay and then learning that you know to check with him before sharing his business um with other people like I've like gone to people at times and saying they're like oh this thing's happening just you know boy stuff even just like Mm -hmm. things that happen naturally um (laughs) when a boy's like growing up Mm -hmm. and he's like well mom like I'd rather you ask me first and so like I have developed a there's a group of men who I trust like for him to be around Mm -hmm. and um, I can go to them with questions or say like hey Caleb mentioned this like do you mind just talking to him like Mm -hmm. about it and I also have learned to like what it looks like to respect his privacy too um, knowing that um, the men who who God has placed in his life that I can trust them. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a different blessing on in itself. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to your sewing section, but I think you combined your answers with the watering section. So as we go through these, maybe you could tease out how they're new things or how they're things that you've just been actively tending to. So your first one you mentioned was career. Yes. So, um, you said this is a newer job for you? Um, yes, this particular role is newer. Um, I've worked as a data analyst for a few years, and this is my first time like combining those skills with my instruction skills. And also my first time like fully like on staff at an adult university. I've worked contracts here and there. Um, I own a small business that does career educational services. So this is my first time like being like, oh, I guess I'm a professor. I'm teaching data analytics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right before I started, I actually was talking to his name, Corey, Corey from the church, Corey Steele. Um, I was talking to her about how like the perfect job for me would be like one where I could be teaching 
but also doing data analytics and like both at the same time. And then literally like two weeks later, I like got offered this position. So I've been enjoying that. I work for a really good company and they are paying for a lot of things for me, including like continuing education certifications Mm -hmm. and things like that. So I am really like enjoying that. That's great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to step into more leadership roles like within my career. Mm-hmm. Um, I backed off from leadership roles a long time ago when I t- tried to be or attempted to be more like homely because um, even like Caleb is homeschooled. And so it's been like, OK, well, I want to be home so I can like actually teach him, which means that the roles that I wanted to go for, I had to not mm-hmm. um, for a period of time. I was intentionally only working part time. Okay. And so I was grateful that um, with my degrees and experience that I could live off of part-time income, but it was also, it wasn't much for me to be able to like grow into a lot of the things. Mm -hmm. Currently, Caleb is, he's taking classes at Westminster Academy. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's a um, a Christian school for homeschooled kids. And so it's set up like college. So he has classes on Mondays and Wednesdays. And I think he has like one class on Thursday. But it's really fostering a lot of like independence in him, mm-hmm. which is important as a growing young man. Mm-hmm. And it has made me feel more comfortable with getting back out there in the workforce. Mm-hmm. So I am... Just looking forward to growing more in my field of mathematics and learning more about like advanced problem solving and just seeing what God does for that. I also, I work for- Well, I have a messed up question. Does your field ever make you feel isolated from other people or do you find like joy in like the diversity of what you do and telling people about it? So no, I'm I'm very much so who I am Mm -hmm. always, no matter where I sit. I'm different because in my field of work, typically people tend to be more like introverted and to themselves. Um, A lot of neurodivergent people too, and they don't have the social like energy that I have Mm -hmm. and or the ability to like be great in the field while also being able to communicate well So I don't know. I've never been one to care much about like fitting in, but I will say that I have a gift with people for sure. And so I've enjoyed just getting to know people from that side and being able to like learn things about their brain. And then you have people who don't work in like the, uh, the math, data, science type of sector. And I am not Mm antisocial. I can talk about anything and strike up a conversation with anyone about anything so I never feel isolated ever actually Mm -hmm. and I know that that's a gift for sure one that I'm thankful for because I know there are people who do struggle with Mm -hmm. like isolation with things I think the most exciting part about my current role is I do have people to talk about the mathy things with uh for a while when I was uh, working from home or working part-time and spending a lot of time um, just 
around like the other like remnant moms mm-hmm. and like going to the different homeschool uh, events and stuff we would do. Sometimes it'd be like, oh great, I'm here, I'm hanging out. Like we can talk about stuff. Sometimes I'm like off in the corner on my laptop, like doing <laughs> work, um, just, you know, let, allowing Caleb to participate in the activities. But yeah, now I've, I've, I'm excited to be able to be in that space again because it's been so long since I dreamed of uh, what I would do with math. Mm-hmm. Are you like the harder the problem, the better or not really? <laughs> um. So no, that is not who I am. I don't like hard problems. I enjoy when they're solved. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't like doing hard problems. Not even a little bit. I'm very <laughs> practical with certain things. So I work with a team of like mathematicians. And so it's funny because like we'll bond over like playing like games and watching how they all play games. It's like some people are like really, really into it. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those like, oh, this is just a game and I'm not going to stress my brain over this because I have other things to do later. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like my problem solving extends past the problem too. like when is this actually due? If I don't have to do this right now, <laughs> maybe I'll have the mental space to do it like later. Yeah. All right, so you are experiencing some family transitioning. Uh, Yes, so I I touched on that earlier, but I am able to focus more on what my life looks like uh, with this current phase. And so I'm not teaching Caleb the major subjects like I was before, Mm -hmm. which means that I can focus more on what it looks like being his teacher as his sister in Christ. You know, just being a person that's more spiritually mature than he is at this time in his life and foster like just deeper conversations and share more spaces of spiritual and emotional intimacy with him. So we get to have like real talks and address real situations. And so it's been really nice in that way, Um, but very real. Sounds Um, like a big shift, actually. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. It is huge. And like my son, he is taller than me now. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. He is 5'10, 11 years old, 5'10. Um, and his voice is deep. He started puberty early. Like he has the body of a teenager. It's so mm. weird. Um, but he's still just as like goofy yeah. as an 11 year old. So we have like a lot of like conversations. And I try to just like show him like what it looks like to have a mom who loves him unconditionally mm-hmm. as best as my human self can show him that. And I am learning what it looks like to like let go and let God, like when it comes to raising him and like allowing God to foster the needed relationship with Caleb, you know, for their like ongoing yeah. like life together. So what that looks like is like uh Mm, I'm a. It's really just looks like letting go. Like I'm not there to save the day all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm always close by, but realizing that I have to allow him to make his own mistakes. He doesn't know this yet because I haven't shared with him his grades from his report card. But he got a report card from the school and he got a C in his English class. Mm-hmm. And the comment that was made was that you know Caleb is a great student and. He reads his material, he participates in discussions, and the thing that actually brought his grade down 
was a paper that he had to do that he didn't try on. Mm. And so that actually dropped his grade down from an A to a C. It was a major paper. And when he was working on that paper, I remember him just being like, oh, I don't feel like doing this. It's going to be whatever. And him not wanting to listen to me about like, you know, me saying like, Caleb, this is not adequate. Like you, you need to do more. And like, we have to elaborate more. And he's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Mm. And I was just like, hmm. Okay. I said that I was going to allow this to be the time for you to learn. Right. And so I am interested to see how he will respond when Mm -hmm. he learns that, like, you know, this has happened Mm -hmm. as a result of him not wanting to put the work in of him not wanting to listen to his mother when I was like telling him like the things that were good. And I hope that it encourages him to recognize God's word and his gifts, including me, as his gift, yeah, as something sure. good. <laughs> and I don't know. It, I mean, it doesn't mean anything to me at all because, one, he's still homeschooled. So, like, it's not like his report card is, like, going anywhere. It's just to me, <laughs> for me to know how he's doing. Um, but I, um, I know that Caleb really cares about how he comes off to people Mm -hmm. and so and he wants to like do well and so I hope that this is a pivotal moment for him in his like education yeah so yeah and um I think the other thing that I had mentioned about something that's being sown right now is I mentioned like Mm self-love so self-love is like just what that looks like with Jesus are you saying um is this a new thing for you are you saying that maybe perhaps that wasn't there before it wasn't there before yeah and it was something that I thought was there but it wasn't uh, one I had to like learn what love meant and how that it's something that only Christ can define and something that can only be lived out like with him so I learned what it means to be content like with Jesus. So that looks like uh, paying attention to, I don't like the way I look, the way I carry myself as his daughter and um, what it looks like for me to keep a home. I find those like by me loving on, loving God in that way, like I'm really loving myself Mm. and also being like tuned in to his voice. So like I hear and I feel his spirit inside of me it's like a second conscious internally and I dialogue with him constantly, mm-hmm. like throughout my days and throughout my nights. So existing in that space is like, I can't, like the fact that I struggled with doing that before, it made sense as to why all the things that I tried to do to love on myself, like why they didn't work. Because it's really, it's not possible. It's not possible without Christ. And so, um, you know, we live in a time where people preach self-love, preach like not in the pulpit, but just (laughs) out in the world, just (laughs) in all the different ways, like, oh yeah, treat yourself and, you know, buy this thing. Mm -hmm. But I learned that, um, no, it means knowing who your identity is in Christ and fostering that identity, going to him to see like, well, hey, like you created me, you knew me and um, you placed me here and you still have me here. So what does, what do you want me to do with that? Like, 
how do I love on you today? Mm-hmm. How do I love on me today to um, foster the the gifts and such that you've planted in me? And how do I like steward that well? And um, when I approach, like when I'm in conversations with people, it's like, how can I bring you up, Lord? Um, how can I wear you like as a badge mm-hmm. where people see me, they see you? I, I count. I call those things like self-love. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, there are the other parts like, um, I don't know, like long showers and like the shower <laughs> bomb things. They've been pretty cool and intentionally moisturizing and doing make, making sure my hair looks good. I go to the hot tub like every other day. <laughs> uh, just like, you know, those things. But they are wrapped up in me spending time Just to time clarify, she doesn't mean the jacuzzi. It's a hair salon. <laughs> no, no. Oh, it jacuzzi is? Jacuzzi hot tub, yeah. Oh, yeah? It is? Yeah. Um, okay. So I actually go to American Family Fitness Gym, and oh. they have a hot tub, and I go like every other day. I think there's a salon in town called the hot tub. Maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm, I have no idea. But yes, no, definitely. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> <laughs> the, the jacuzzi it's great um Shoot. i get to have guests with me and so that's like, amazing oh it is yes it is <laughs> and mm-hmm. i bring guests like with me mm-hmm. and they're just so pleased like me realizing that like it's a privilege that i get to go to a hot tub like <laughs> so often i'm still laughing <laughs> and um yeah and so and i meet people there sure, um yeah hanging out in like the sauna steam room like it's very you can't go anywhere you gotta talk yeah exactly yeah you have to talk and someone really challenged me with that because when I first got that membership it was for me to go and relax Mm -hmm. like I don't take Caleb with me there he's not allowed Mm -hmm. (laughs) so he's actually allowed but I don't let him come um and I remember like talking to someone and me saying that like I was in the sauna trying to relax and this lady just started talking to me and she wouldn't stop talking and I don't and I didn't want to talk to her and I was trying not to be rude Mm -hmm. and that person they actually said that like I remember who it was now it was Chelsea Chelsea Donovan um she said oh, you know that means that you're supposed to talk to people, right, when you go there. And I was like, hush your mouth. Like, that is not what that means. Um, but now, yep, I be talking to people. I'm a regular there. Um, I have, like, my posse of people who I hang out with in the hot tub. <laughs> and when I bring people to, like, as my guests, like, I'm introducing them to the posse yeah. and so on and so forth. And having, like, really intentional, like, um, conversations there even like my my current boyfriend our first date was in the hot tub <laughs> and so like that was really nice because it was like I'm in one of my favorite places all we can do is talk here mm-hmm. and so we got to really learn a lot about one another like mm-hmm. in that first encounter so well I love what you just shared about uh, how consistency can bring about like relationships are good things for God. I mean, you could pick any place, really. The same restaurant, keep going. Like I go, you know, to the same library and meet people. Or, you know, if you take walks, maybe consider walking the same way a lot so that you will keep running into the same people or yeah, whatever. And something else that you mentioned is that you're basically talking about in this self-love idea, giving back to God the portion that he gave you, like your body, even your home, and then you even just mentioned your time. I mm-hmm. don't know. Um, 
I even think about it that maybe it's a way another word could be worship. Yes. You're worshiping God. And I don't know. That's really beautiful. So what is this being still that you shared? Um, So I've mentioned this a little earlier, but the first thing I mentioned was like waiting on the Lord and letting him surprise me mm-hmm. when I used to date like back in the day and I would choose suitors. I would always say that like, well, I want the one that's going to surprise me the most, mm. like not even realizing that um, God is <laughs> like he's the biggest surprise ever. I literally kn- like we don't know what the day holds mm-hmm. ever. And so I wake up excited for a surprise. Like I every time I think about it, it's like, how did you even get here, Cheyenne? Yeah. Um, but just being still mm-hmm. uh, waiting and just finding peace in waiting. Um, just being less busy trying to run my life and getting to enjoy what it looks like to watch my life like as a movie that Christ is directing. <laughs> so Isn't that terrifying? I don't know. <laughs> no, no. So I feel like the life that I lived where I tried to live it outside of him, mm-hmm. that was terrifying. Okay, yeah. To be in this space, it's like I am not afraid. I'm not afraid at all. And it's great. I like him as director. Um, <laughs> he broke me for real. Like, <laughs> so um, I find a lot of peace in knowing that I don't have to know it all. Like, I don't have to know all the, the answers. And I get to to live life on a need to know basis. Is that where that song comes in? Safe in his arm? Yes, actually. Yeah, sure about that. Um, that's actually a song my mom used to sing when I was growing up. One of the songs she was saying that I loved. And it stuck with me throughout the many years. And, um, like, I sing it so regularly. Like, I find myself singing it, like, every day almost. And it just starts off saying that, you know, because the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything that I need. Mm. And I really don't feel like I'm without. And I have been in so many low places in my life, even just recently in the last few years where I really felt like, you know, Satan was trying to take me out or like my flesh was really just, I don't know, like everything was just catching up to me. And it got down to things like I was, uh, I was in a really like deep depression. And this was something that I always heard about, but I never really experienced myself. Mm. So it was kind of like I was at the bottom of a hole and just curled up in a ball. I remember my life being very much so on like autopilot. And, but at the bottom of that hole with me was Jesus, which is different from what other people describe um, when they're like in that state. And so I thank God just for living, you know, for not giving up in those periods where like, I just, I really wanted to. Um, And it, I don't know. I just, I feel safe. Like even looking at things like my sleep, like I can sleep now, like truly rest. Mm. I, I'm not battling anxiety. Like I can quickly quiet my anxiety um, with just gratitude and realizing um, in scripture, like uh, reminding myself to be anxious and nothing. I also enjoy the mindset around sleep. I've always been a night owl, so I was one of the people that was just out doing anything at nighttime. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I will sleep a few hours and then 
do whatever in the day. But me being tired at the end of the day and wanting to sleep is a reminder to me that I am not God. Right. And so that is amazing because I need to be humbled constantly, like constantly, constantly. And can you say more about that when you sleep, you're not God? Yes. So I used to say when I was younger, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Like that was my motto. And I would, if anyone invited me to do anything, I, I was always down. I love like staying up late at night and going out doing stuff. Um, living here in Virginia has, you know, it's stopped that a lot because it's not as much happening at nighttime. <laughs> but uh, that didn't mean I didn't like find things to do or make things to do. But um, I would be tired, but then I would just take a nap. But sometimes that nap would be inconvenient. Mm-hmm. You know, like I should be doing other things, but I'm napping instead. I remember I heard someone say this before that um, it's usually like sins that from like the day before that would like cause sins to happen like the day after. Like you have to be prepared uh, with certain things. And so the fact that I can't just not sleep and be fine, Mm -hmm. it reminds me that I'm not God. And um, it also leaves me in a state that's like vulnerable because when I'm asleep, I have to rely on him and his armies to like keep watch over me. Sure. And yeah. so that is something big because I'm a person like I dream and I believe that God communicates to me through my dreams. But sometimes other things do too. So it's a when I'm not in a space where I feel like me and God are good. Um, that's typically when I have the hardest time sleeping more so because I don't want to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So, but now like I know that my God is so much bigger than anything else that could be out there. And that if anything wants to try to get to me, they have to go through him. Mm -hmm. And like, I find so much peace and rest in that. Let's move to your training and pruning section. Some more hard stuff, but it's for your good. So what's uh, God doing there? Um, I am actually learning financial discipline. So like one big thing is I I used to like eat out a lot and not cook or even if I did like still cook, but still also go out sure, yeah. because I enjoy just doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And so and just chances of where I can't get out the house and usually it costs money to get out the house or I would I lived in a mindset of, yeah, I can get it now. God always makes a way, so I'm not going to worry about, you know, where the money will come from and such. And that really, like, was brought to my attention when I sold my home. I sold my home because I had to sell my home. I was uh, facing a potential, like, foreclosure. Okay. And just dealing with just... (laughs) That was was a time... um, it's like all my sins were catching up to me mm-hmm. and it created, it made me have to face God. It made me have to see that, you know, he, that money is, is a tool yeah. that he like gave to me, a tool that he uses on this earth for us to like get the things that we need to care for the things that we need, but emphasis around the word need. And less emphasis around want. 
So, so what are some changes that have come? So, well, a good thing was after I did sell my house, I was able to pay off most of my debts um, with that. And so just seeing what that was like, seeing what that's like to like live debt free and also thinking about like tithing. My tithing has been like staggering, like very like staggered throughout mm-hmm. the years. And just me, I don't thinking about things like, oh, Lord, if you bless me with this job, then, you know, I'm going to like pay my tithes. Mm-hmm. And um, it also looks like me ignoring like bank accounts and hey, like planning for future things for my son and for myself. So it, yeah, it, it just, it looks, it looks hard. It looks like a budget. It looks yeah. like... <laughs> Revisiting the budget mm-hmm. a bunch, like not. I'm not gonna say like I feel like a, a slave to it, but I'll say that at this time in my life, I'm not thinking about like, oh, Cheyenne, you make all this money, so you can do this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, hopefully, you know, God, and thankfully, I can use this to speed up the process to get to where I know that I should be, mm-hmm. um, so that way I can have something to uh, honor you with instead of dishonoring you. Yeah. So as you're making changes externally, though, it sounds like it's shaping you internally, though, as well. Yes, um, very much so. So I learned to, like, consult Christ first with all things. That's where I had mentioned where um, I feel like I'm in full submission. I know that I'm not actually. There's always going to be, like, something, but... He definitely has my ear and I'm receiving what he's saying. And so, yeah, it's it's doing a lot of things internally, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm happy that I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. And it was a struggle. It is a struggle, you know, but, you know, yeah, I just came from Applebee's, <laughs> but I mean, they have like half off. <laughs> appetizers yeah. between three and six on weekdays and so I'm like okay you, you know just we just get can. creative right yeah exactly so um I think about it like that and another thing that I'm current that's currently being trained or pruned is just the sin of my selfishness and so more so with it just being made apparent to me my siblings had always like called me selfish and I was just like whatever mm-hmm. like you're just saying that because you're always trying to troll in my life because you can't be as great as me and that's fine but I actually had a situation this was very recently where we were going to go get some chicken from Royal Farms Royal Farms and I was on the phone with my best friend and I was just like oh I'm gonna go get this chicken they do the 10 piece dark and but they give you five thighs and five legs and Caleb and I both like thighs. <laughs> and so there's no way for us to like split it evenly mm-hmm. because there's not an even amount of thighs and there's no way for us to split it where it'll be fair. And then this is my best friend, like we like my best friend from like age 18, 17. And she said, well, there is a way. And I got so excited. I was like, wait, <laughs> what did she know that? Like, I don't know. And she was like, someone will just get three and someone will get two <laughs> and it will be fine. Math. It'll be math. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and she was saying that it's only problematic for me mm. because I'm selfish. And I was like, shut up. 
also keep going. So um, I realized that just like looking at that or even um, in community group, I used to like try to get my food before the kids got their food Mm -hmm. because they would be outside and they would just come in and just like go for the food. And I'm like, what? Y'all not going (laughs) to go wash your hands? Like I'm supposed to, you know. And so um, I shared with someone that like I was doing that and they were like, I get it. And they're like selfish, (laughs) but I get it. And I was like, how dare you? Mm. Like even, you know, say that about me. But then it made me think about it, and I was like, wow, that is pretty selfish. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like I'm going to die eating behind them. It's not like I can't encourage them or their parents to, like, have them wash their hands or something beforehand. And so, but because we had that conversation, I now, like, I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so even at work, I've been focusing on being less selfish with things like when it came to like choosing which office I wanted there was someone who wanted the same office I wanted and I felt so entitled like well no that office should be mine and they actually like tried to debate with me or argue about why it should be theirs and then I was just like you know what I'll let you have it Mm -hmm. and but I felt like bitter about it for a little bit and I had to like give those feelings to God and you know just small things that you don't think about like even with driving uh you know like no I'm gonna go first mm-hmm. you know so just seeing like how deep like yeah. that that we like really goes so I've been just praying that God like continue to like, reveal those things to me mm-hmm. and then repenting like about them and asking him to give me opportunities to be selfless and to be more representative of him so I'll say that he's definitely been answering that prayer a yeah. lot. And it's been a blessing. Speaking of the office, I ended <laughs> up getting an office directly across the hall okay. from that office. That one that I didn't even know was available. And it's like the best office. Whoa. And hey so now. I was like, okay, God, I see how this works. Okay. I'm going to just do the things and it's going to be great. Can um, you imagine though? I don't know. Maybe he's been shining the light on this to you and you were refuse to look or see it and he's like hey I want to show you something about yourself and now like you're not afraid to look I feel like that's huge yes um it is and it's a deeper prayer you know um you spend well I I we Christians like we spend our whole life literally going deeper with Christ Mm -hmm. and I remember reaching a point where I was like well, Lord, how much deeper, like, can I go? Or, and then him telling me and, and me being like, no, fam, like, I ain't doing all that. Like, mm-hmm. that's too much. Um, or if I go that deep, I'll be there by myself. Like, no one else does this. Then I probably would feel, like, pretty isolated. But ever since I just said yes, yeah. it's been, it's been really beautiful. Every day, like, I wake up and I'm in the bathroom and I'm just like, okay, God, like, Thank you, you know, just for who you are and thank you for creating me and thank you for taking charge of this day. Mm -hmm. And then I move into search my heart and reveal to me like the things that need to be seen so that I know what things I need to like offer to you, um, what things I need to repent of. And it is scary. It is scary because he'll answer that however 
you know, he sees fit. Yeah. Um, and I just learned to trust that the information that he gives me, he gives it to me knowing that I'm prepared to receive it. And, and as I'm like tackling these things, like I'm not doing it outside of him. I'm doing it inside of him. So yeah. it's really grown my faith a lot, like a lot, lot. And I've enjoyed having others just affirm the works of the Holy Spirit in me. It's yeah. been, it's been really nice, especially after, um, I don't know, not hearing that as often or as frequently for it to just be something more regularly stated. Yeah. It's beautiful. And I know that it's about God and not about me. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned in the last section when we were talking about how God's been providing you with peace. And in the scriptures, if you look up the word, if you like do a word search on grace, grace is so often paired with the word peace. And what you're describing is actually not turning away from God shining the light on your sin, because that's exactly the place where Jesus steps in with his grace for Mm -hmm. you. And so it just makes sense that you're experiencing peace in your life because he's giving you grace and peace. Like he's shining the light, but all the payment went on Jesus. All that you deserved went on Jesus for you. Yeah, praise the Lord. Jesus is so good. He's so full of grace. It just keeps spilling out and spilling out and spilling out so that we get grace upon grace um, from him. And I just think of that like gifts upon gifts. I'm so praising God that you're sharing this, Cheyenne. And what's really, really cool is like what we keep talking about in this podcast, like your story's not over. So it's not going to be the case that your character in the story of your life is there goes Cheyenne, the selfish character. It's like, no, the story's not finished. Like she's going to change. We can't wait to see what happens. And that's what your friends were saying too. Like we cannot wait to see, you know, all of her story and what God's going to do. So yeah, one day I may offer up all the pieces of thighs <laughs> and just eat the drums and be fine and full and thankful one day. Yep, yep. Not yet, but one day. Okay. Uh, weeding and confession. Uh, you can share as little or as much as you want here. I put like gluttony and I thought about that a little more and I was just like, eh, I don't know. I I think it's more like around like hormonal things. Like it comes in seasons Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, it's usually uh, it's on track, like with that cycle. And so I'm like, maybe I just am hungrier different times of the month (laughs) than (laughs) other times. Um, And then, but I do want to uh, become more active, like physically active. I am getting older now, like my body feels it. And so I want to steward my body well. And so um, that's something that me and God talk about a lot. Another thing is I used to struggle with marijuana. um, And it was something that, I don't know, I started doing when I was younger. And I went through so many different things like with it and I thought that it it took a lot like God had to really do a lot with me there I constantly like battled him with it and I battled other people Mm. with it and it yeah so I started smoking when I was 21 and it became like a habit that developed and then it got really 
don't know, like bad. It turned into an addiction, which, you know, one of the big statements that's out there currently is that uh, you can't get addicted to marijuana. Like, you know, it's just a plant or, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a it's a healing thing, so on and so forth. But I found myself like being addicted to it, addicted to it. And I had to really peel that back. Why? Why is this something that I'm struggling with? Mm. And I realized that I used it to numb just the the side effects of the type of like life that I was living. And so another reason why I didn't want to sleep at night is I didn't want to, that was when I was being confronted with my sin. That was the time when it was just me and God. I didn't have any, any distractions to remove that or take that away. So in order for me to like keep going or fall asleep, like I would smoke weed or whenever I wanted to engage in some other sort of reckless behavior that I used medicinally and I didn't want to do it or I like I couldn't do it because God would be telling me not to do it. Like I would smoke weed to not hear him, mm-hmm. you know, to not hear him telling me to stop. And so, yeah, and it didn't really, I didn't really start to view it as a problem until like my son came to me and he was just like, you know, why do you smoke weed? And I was like, oh, how do you like answer this question? And so like I told him like so many different things. I was like, oh, well, you know, it's a plant it's from the earth and, you know, it's not harmful at all. Nothing bad. But then like, oh, but you shouldn't do it, though. Yep. You know, like it was just a lot of just uh, hypocrisy with trying to like talk about it and around it. And then I remember him asking me like to stop smoking. Yeah. And I was just like, why? And then he started like quoting things that he heard on commercials about like tobacco use. And I was like, that's tobacco. This is weed. It's very different. And then he was to just come up with so many different reasons or excuses. And then one day he was just like, well, mom, my dad smoked, his girlfriend smokes and you smoke. And I would like to have a parent who doesn't smoke. Mm. I want to have a mom who doesn't smoke. And I was just like, that sounds good to me. Because um, I grew up, like, with a dad who smoked. So it was, I knew what that felt like to just be like, can you just not? Yeah. So I wanted to give that to him. And I remember, like, promising him multiple times, like, okay, I'm going to stop now. But then, like, not being able to. Mm. And sneaking and still doing it. Like, it was such a, a weird time. And then I remember, like, when my friends, when it was at a point we all used to smoke together. And then it was not the case anymore then it was like just me and just like seeing how God really isolated me like with that I remember nights when I wanted to go to community group but I couldn't because um, I looked high Mm -hmm. and so I just couldn't go and it was just very it was doing a lot and then like we cost money Mm -hmm. too so when I didn't have like a surplus of money coming in like, like, how do I, how do I support this habit? Mm-hmm. You know, I found myself like doing things that I never would have imagined mm-hmm. just to be able to get my hands on it. And it was like, this is ridiculous. So it's been a journey for sure. 
And it's not something that just like happened overnight. And it's something that I say that I'm still in the middle of. Mm -hmm. Um, Like at this point, it's been, I think, eight months since like I've smoked anything, which is the longest stretch that I've had in a very long time. And, And it feels very different. Like I'm not fearful of like, oh, like any day now, you know, I can just go back to doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about it like mm, maybe it used to be every day. Now mm-hmm. it's maybe like just on the weekends when I'm like and I get to have a like a spontaneous day. And I'm like, well, spontaneous days were fun while high. But um, <laughs> then I'm like, well, was it? So I have like things in place to like help hold me accountable. I've opened up to other like people at the church who like check in with me regularly mm-hmm. with that and I don't know it it hurt it helps that I'm uh, dating someone who doesn't smoke so before it was harder mm-hmm. if I was like dating someone who did also smoke weed but he's not having that like at all so <laughs> it's been pretty nice just having that accountability there too and thinking about things like I don't know like things I used to worry about but I'm not worried about like anymore because yeah. it's not a problem that I'm currently dealing with, such as, uh, I don't know, I used to, when I would travel, I'm like, well, is there a place where I can like go outside and smoke if I wanted to? And I laugh because I'm like, wow, God, as soon as it becomes legal in Virginia, I quit. Oh, that, yeah. That would be funny. like the rebel in me. Like, I'm always like that. I'm always just like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this because you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Then as soon as you can, it's like, oh, that's corny. I'm not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. So, but I am very, very grateful. And I'm excited to see, like, what God does with that, including, like, what he does, like, with me and my family in that choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, because weed has just always been a it's just been a part of my life, a very normal thing. Mm-hmm. So for me to be one of the first to see it as abnormal or not good, yeah. it's it's big. Well, no matter what, at least God's promises and his word are true. Like whatever sin is, it's definitely tearing you down. And whatever God's going to replace in your life, it's going to be building up, building up his kingdom, building up you, building up your family. Um And building up others around you. So, yeah, even like I know other people are telling you this, but just as I'm thinking now, it's just God's promises are going to, I don't know, be so important. I feel like for anyone battling sin, I mean, I'm thinking of myself too. Yeah. So I guess something I'm thinking about is that you're thinking about it less and less. So I'm having this visual picture of him washing you and then it's like less and less part Mm -hmm. of you until glory, hallelujah, it'll be gone someday. Like you said, you know. And it's always a loving thing, the way that God washes us. Um, Do you want to move to your harvest or is there anything else you want to share in that section? Um, God really changed my relationship with sex. And that has been something slow and through time and something that is good to see. So I have always considered myself to be a very... um, sensual type of woman and it was a large part of my identity for a very long time and that manifested in so many different ways that when I think back on it it's like I can't even believe it or um, I mentioned that my memory is selective so when I have friends who say like oh Cheyenne like no you were crazy like I can't believe like you did this or that and I'm just like I did that Mm -hmm. like not even remembering and so it's like man like 
the devil's busy. <laughs> he's busy and he's prowling. But what's happened through the years is God kind of, he put the desire in me to want to be delivered from that, which, you know, I thought that it could be as simple as like, okay, God, please, you know, take the sin away from me. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, poof, is gone. And then, you know, moving on. But I had to deal with things like soul ties and learning what it looked like to truly like be delivered from soul ties that I formed with other people. I had to change my views around sex, like viewing it as a gift to married people. I used to think that like, you know, how come only married people can have sex instead of realizing that, you know, God created marriage and then like the gift of sex was given to those who were married, Mm -hmm. that it wasn't created to be outside of that. And so it makes sense for it to distort when it's used outside of marriage. Um, I also know that um, my relationships have changed a lot um, just around it. I remember there was a friend of mine, we were going to be roommates. And I remember before we moved in, she said, are you going to be having sex in the house? And at the time, like I was actively trying to like not and so, but I didn't want to like promise her that I wouldn't, knowing that I like I might mess up, and it happened anyway. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, "Well, I don't want to live with you because I don't want to live in a household where like those spirits and stuff are present." And I remember feeling like, "What?" Mm-hmm. And just, <laughs> just feeling just not the best at all. Um, I think that I had an opportunity. Um, to be with this uh, man in my head. We were definitely married, like, in another life and things, and things never, like, fit well. They never meshed well. And this man, like, he was a man of God, and I remember him saying that he would say, like, you know, Cheyenne, like, I'm not to be played with, Mm -hmm. you know? And I was just like, what? Yeah, nobody's playing. But I was playing, and he, like... Eventually, he was just like, yeah, no, like, you can't get it together, so we can't do this. And so just having to, like, sit with that. And I also had to think about my son, too. And and when he became a Christian, like, after he got baptized and such, and I'm speaking to him, you know, as his sister in Christ and trying to be open to him, I'm realizing that I don't want to lie to him about things. And so that means that I have to make the truth actually be the truth. So there was a lot that I went through, including like the process of healing. Um, Like I've been, I've been in therapy for almost two years now. It'll be two years in January of um, me going to therapy, like consistently every two weeks. And um, it's just, we just talk a lot about about me and God. Um, it's a Christian therapist. And so it's very, we just peel back layers. She helped me to put words to some of the things that I was experiencing and feeling, challenging me um, and having like good like check-in points and stuff. So yeah, like I'm finally like in a place where I'm like, okay, cool, well, Every day, I'm like, I'm not doing this. And just like the we, like, I think about it less and less. 
And like my boyfriend and I, we are practicing celibacy. And this is like the first time I've ever like been in a relationship where it's been like, no, like this is intentional. And so it's, it's good. Like it's just all been good. Even just how he's, how God has like curved my appetite, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's just truly been a blessing. One that I can't even, I don't want to, you know, take up too much time just talking about it. But where I am now, I never thought that God would like place me here. And I'm really excited for like what I'll do next. And even just the way I get to minister to other women who, you know, share conversations with me or who may be struggling with the same thing. And me just letting them know that like, you know, God is a thousand percent still with you. And like to continue to like dialogue with him, continue to to check in and continue to trust him. Um, And so it's, yeah, it's just, it's been nice like watching how God uses and has used me and my life to bring others closer to him. Yeah. Sounds like he's also shedding like self-righteousness in you that like you need him and you want him. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. I feel like you've shared your harvest throughout this whole podcast. It's <laughs> so many praises all the way through. So many victories. I mean, even the, you want to share about your son becoming a Christian? Like, Oh, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember the day, well, when he wanted to be baptized, I did not take that lightly. And so it wasn't just like, okay, yeah, like, let's do it. I set aside intentional intentional time for him to talk with Rob Green, like our community leader, community group leader. And like they went off and they had a conversation and then Rob came back and he was like, I don't know. I don't think he's ready yet. And he t- gave me like a list of topics he, that he feels that, you know, I should probably like make sure that Caleb understands more. And so like that was sad because I had already invited all of my family and stuff to like come down to like go oh. to his baptism <laughs> and um, was organizing like a party and stuff. So, but what ended up happening is I just told them and I told him and I, and like God helped me to like tell him in a way where he understood and it was loving. And so I worked on the things with him and made sure that he truly understood it because it was important to me because I knew that it was something that I just did and I didn't want it to be something that he just did. And so he didn't get baptized that Sunday. But then six months later, when we did baptisms again, he did get baptized. I remember like after he got baptized, he came out the water and he just like ran up to me and like he was hugging me, he was crying. And I'm like, oh, did water get in your eyes? Like, you know, what's going on? And he was like, I'm just so happy. And so then I started crying. And um, I don't, just life has just been so different. Just like I said, like living with another Christian, Caleb is a huge like part, a huge part of my accountability with just the things that I wanna do with serving God and honoring God. And I've also been able to hold him accountable. It's been nice having conversations with him as his sister in Christ and, and not like, and I would say that like, okay, I'm putting on this role and I'm talking to you about these things now Mm -hmm. because they are important. And for him being able to like come to me and ask me questions, like I'm living with another Christian, which is, I'm not like one of the people that like make 
your that make my son my husband um <laughs> but that was one of the reasons why I wanted a husband the desire to like have someone else in the home um who I could share like his praises with and that I could um you know share sins with and just be held accountable with things and so I never imagined that God would use my son to be able to fill that space for me in such an intimate way just being in my home So, and I say that, like, I'm not one of those parents that, like, you know, makes my son, like, my husband. Because I'm really not. I'm really excited for, like, you know, him to, like, get out there. And I'm not one of those moms that's, like, oh, you know, you can't. Like, what are you doing? Like, oh, no, um, you got to go through me first and so on and so forth. I'm really excited to watch him grow Mm -hmm. and to, you know, leave my uh, sheltering. Um, and just what God like does with that. All right. Uh, so you have one more thing on here um, before we close out. You talked about affirming the works of the Holy Spirit in your life. As is that an example of um, God's faithfulness or an answered prayer or everyday graces? Um, it's all of what you just said. Okay. Uh, yes. So I know that a lot of times my relationship with God has been very private or intimate and to hear people just say that like things like, wow, that was very like patient of you or very like loving of you or wow, like you demonstrated so much joy. I'm just like, uh, <laughs> thank you for affirming the works of the Holy Spirit within me. <laughs> so I've just learned, I, I say that statement like a lot, even when like someone's paying me a compliment and they're not a Christian and they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, and then I'm like, shoot, now they know I'm a Christian. Um, (laughs) But this time is definitely, it's beautiful. Like, I get to see more physical evidence of God's existence through his people. And I feel heard. I know that I am heard. Where I used to, like, be wondering, like, God, like, do you hear me? Like, I'm crying out to you. Like, um, and recognizing that I'm now because I'm ready to hear him now. Whereas before, I, if I heard him in the way that I hear him now, I would probably be trembling mm-hmm. and just not knowing what to do like with that information. So my, my day-to-day is just like I love waking up in the morning, which no one would have ever thought to hear me say those words. <laughs> but like I love waking up in the morning and... I get excited for the day and I love being busy throughout the day, like busy doing good things, things that he called me to do. And I used to feel like I didn't have time for those things, but it was because I was filling those spaces with things that he didn't call me to do. Mm. And so I feel like at the end of the day, when I am tired, it's a good tired. It's not like I'm tired and I have so many things that like I was supposed to do that I didn't do. It's I'm tired. Thank you, Lord, mm-hmm. you know, for the ability to rest and the ability to to sleep. And I feel that my my, my current life, it just affirms Christ's goodness um, over and over like every day. And it's, I don't know, like I, I think about can it get better? And the answer is yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The answer is yes. But I have 
no idea what that looks like. So it's like, all right, well, God surprised me. <laughs> so, yeah. And just the people who used to, the people who discipled me, like, in my life, just hearing them affirm, like, the works of the Holy Spirit has been wonderful. Even things like, you know, I've been at Remnant for nine years, and every year I've thought about leaving every year mm. for whatever reason. But God's just encouraged me to, like, press harder each and every time. And so the things that I used to struggle with before when it came to having relationships in my church family, they're not a struggle anymore. And I appreciate being able to confess my sins to other people and being able to not be the only one praying over things concerning me and my life. Also, like just having the capacity to, for me to pray for other people um, and to invite them into like the goodness that God has given me. So those are the ways that I feel like the presence of the Holy Spirit is being affirmed in my life for sure. I can only say praise the Lord. And uh, I'm going to end our time talking, but I'm very much looking forward to what you will be sending me. Cheyenne is going to send me something from home that I'll be sharing with you at the end of this podcast. And thank you for listening, everyone. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind. Because victory today is mine. Joy is mine. Joy is mine. Joy today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind, cause joy today is mine. Oh, tell me who can stand before us when we call on the great name, Jesus, Jesus, precious. Jesus, you have the victory. Thank you for listening to The Whole Home Podcast, a podcast that displays the unity of sisters in a local church and the way God so wonderfully gives us to each other in our uniqueness and in our sameness for His glory. The stories we share weave together as one grand testimony to the work of Christ and His faithful presence in the garden of our lives. Remember, The master gardener is always at work, so let's yield to him and grow where we're planted.